This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? This is your good friend Bob Cook, and I'm back again with you for another 14 minutes or so of sharing from the Word of God. How I love this. I'm so grateful that God has allowed me through these many years to share from His Word day by day with you, my precious friend. As I've said to you from time to time, you know, we get together by way of radio. We look at the Word of God together. We bow in prayer together, and all of a sudden the miles drop away, and we're together with Jesus. That's what John meant when he said our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. It's like that schoolboy said to my cousin Irvin Haig so long ago. He said, you and me and Jesus. (laughs) That's how it is, together, in the presence of our Lord and his word, through this modern miracle of radio. I'm grateful for it, aren't you? We're in 1 Thessalonians 5. We were talking about everything and everything give thanks. You'll never know the sweetness of thanking God under pressure unless you do it. I would like, before we leave this verse, I would just like to urge you, beloved, to pray your way through the day on a basis of thanksgiving. When whatever happens, thank your Lord. Thank him that he's in control. Thank him that he knows what he's doing. Thank him that he has a plan for your life. Thank him that, that he has the victory already. As Ernst Lang said to me so long ago in Japan, do not anything worry, we already have the victory. <laughs> he had prayed through and, and, and was thanking the Lord at that point. Oh, thank God today for the things that might otherwise jar you or hurt you, or embitter you even, dare to look heavenward and say, Father, thank you. You'll be surprised what it'll do for you. It'll sweeten your own soul. It'll keep you from getting resentful. And it will make you productive. And it'll make you a, 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 it will make you an exhibit. Uh, it'll make you a walking demonstration of what God can do in people's lives, in everything give thanks. Why? God says so. When I was a little boy, I think I used to drive my father and oftentimes my sister uh, wild with my why questions. Do this, do that. Why? Any kind of a statement was always challenged with a why. One day my father got tired of the why questions and I asked him, uh, he, he had told me to do something, whatever it was, and I said, why? He said, because I said so, boy. <laughs> that was the end of that. Well, you know, oftentimes, That really is the response that we would get from our Heavenly Father. Why should I give thanks? In this situation, this illness, this accident, this unemployment, this broken heart, this bout with illness, why? read Read the verse. For this is the will of God. Because He said so, that's why. And in the process you're going to find out that something beautiful happens in your own life. God becomes infinitely more precious and real. The Holy Spirit of God has a chance to make you a blessing to other people 
with whom you could not possibly empathize unless you had gone through something like that yourself. You try it on for size today. In everything, give thanks. Not necessarily for the thing that hurts you, but thanks to the person who knows what he's doing and is going to see you through. Now, verse 19 says, quench not the spirit. And unsaved people have the danger of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Our Lord Jesus warned against that. And also, the unsaved heart resists the Holy Spirit. He said, ye, uh, Stephen, uh, said, you always resist the Spirit of God. Um, Acts chapter 7, verse 51, I looked it up. Ye stiff-necked in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do ye. The, the uh, tendency of the unsaved heart is so, so to want one's own way that you resist the Spirit of God. Now, you and I are not so much in danger either of blaspheming or of resisting the Spirit, but we are in danger of doing what Paul called here, quenching the Holy Spirit. What do you quench? Well, you quench fire and put it out, uh, and you quench thirst and remove it. Uh, now, this again is in the linear sense, and so you have to read it this way. Stop perpetually quenching the Spirit. Don't let it be a, a, a lifestyle for you. It means to suppress or to stifle. Don't stifle the, the voice of the Spirit. Don't suppress the urgings of the Spirit of God. What uh, do you make of that for yourself? Well, I think you have to apply it in your own life. The Spirit of God deals with each of us in a different way. But we know when he's speaking to us, don't we? The Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are the sons of God, and if sons, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We know that the Holy Spirit tells us we're saved, don't we? And we know that the Holy Spirit witnesses with us concerning the genuineness of of those who are supposed to be ministering the truth of God. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God. Ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things, and need not that any man teach you, said John. The Holy Spirit of God will tell you whether something else is genuine or not. The Holy Spirit of God will guide you. Paul was on his journey, and he said, We came to a certain place and were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go in there. And then we tried another place. He said, the Spirit suffered us not. Then they came down to Troas and fall, saw the vision of the Macedonian man saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And he said, when he'd seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Romans eight fourteen. as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He'll lead you. He'll speak to your heart through, through the word and in the unspoken uh, language of the soul. He will guide you step by step. He will tell you uh, what is real and what isn't real. Yes, he does all of that. He'll comfort you. Jesus said, 
he called him the comforter. And he said, he'll guide you into all truth and bring all things to your remembrance, uh, whatsoever I have said unto you. He said, he'll speak through you. It's not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father, which speaketh in you. The Holy Spirit of God is the enabler of Christian service. You look in the in the book of Acts and you'll find Peter full of the Holy Ghost said, Paul full of the Holy Ghost said, the, the Holy Spirit of God is the enabler of Christian service. So he says, don't quench the Spirit. Now our tendency is either to, to postpone obedience or to downright disobey because we want our own way. And so that quenches the Spirit of God. Another thing that, that enters in is the, is the impact of a pagan culture coming in to the, the uh, holy of holies of your own soul. Listen to uh, rock music. Look at uh, porno magazines. Uh, engage in dirty talk. Uh, any of these things or all of the above. What's, what's it going to do? It grieves the Spirit of God. Paul says, Grieve not the Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. All of these different things he mentions in, in Ephesians 4 have a tendency to grieve the Spirit of God. Lying and anger and stealing and dishonesty and all of that. He says, Don't do that. And then he says, Grieve not the Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed. Corrupt communication, let him that stole steal no more. Don't be angry, let the sun go down upon your wrath, don't do it. Don't lie, we're putting away lying, speak every man. Truth with his neighbor, he said, don't grieve the Spirit of God. Bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, put it away from you with all malice. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And live in an atmosphere of love as God loved us. See, uh, quenching the Spirit simply means, number one, don't oppose Him. Don't put off obedience. And don't live in a way that, that grieves Him. Grieves Him and, and, uh, and uh, shuts down the flow of power. Here's a nuclear plant. And it's in operation. And suddenly there is a, an alarm that's sounded. Something is wrong. There is a faulty circuit or a faulty valve or a leaking pipe or something. And, and, and there's an immediate automatic shutdown of the plant. Now let me ask you, is the plant still there? Yes. Is the atomic reactor there? Yes. Are the uh, fuel rods in the atomic reactor, are they still uh, putting out energy? Yes. Is everything the same as it was before? Yes. What's happened? It's shut down. No power. Now, your life is a lot like that, and so is mine. The Holy Spirit of God is the fire of God. He's the... He's the eternal nuclear reactor in your soul. He's the power plant that's putting out the power. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, Jesus said. The Holy Spirit of God is the power plant in your soul. Now what happens? You let a little disobedience, a little selfishness, a little laziness, 
a little procrastination, putting off, doing what God asks you to do. You let some of these things in, what happens? The plant shuts down. And you say, I wonder what happened. Well, you look to where the power failed, and you'll know the answer. Quench not the Spirit. He's there. He doesn't move out of your heart just because you failed him in something, because you opposed him, because you grieved him. No, he doesn't move out because you're God's child. He's there. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, he said. Oh, yeah. He doesn't move out. Well, what happens is the power plant shuts down. The fire is there. The person, the Holy Spirit is a wonderful person. He's there. But you quenched him. Now, how do you get around this? You tell God the truth. If we confess our sins, word confess, Greek word homologeo, which means to say the same thing. If just agree with God about it, out loud, tell him the truth. There is a therapeutic value in telling God the truth about yourself. Do it and ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you and to cleanse you with his precious blood and get you back on track again. And he'll turn the power on once more. Oh, yes, he will. Hallelujah. Dear Father, today, oh, may we be constantly right with thee, and may we be obeying the leading of thy Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.